Drew, is that you? What it do, Lou? What it do, y'all? It's the annual NFL podcast, getting away from the basketball a little bit, but we have the expert Drew Barrett on the line. Let's so you get know it. we got to do it. So I just listened to last year's podcast, and even though how do we do the Super Bowl that you picked was the Packers over the Ravens? Oof. Okay. You did pick the correct coach of the year, Matt Nagy. You picked oh, that. That counts. That. All right. Okay. That is one for two in my book. That was probably like plus fifteen hundred. So if you listen to Drew, you would have made a lot of money because Drew, you're talented. I didn't even listen to myself. I didn't even bet that myself. So I guess I'm the one person to blame. You should blame yourself. So we're yes. going to get right into the favorite. You know, it's always my favorite. So I know you're prepared for it. Drew, who's going to be the coach of the year of the NFL 2020 season? Oh, I actually wasn't too prepared for this question. I was oh. more prepared for other questions. Oh, my um, goodness. What other questions were you prepared like for, Drew? God. Just, you know, the biggest surprise, the biggest uh, – the biggest disappointment, you know. Um, but since you're going to put me on the spot like this, because yeah. um, I actually forgot that I took Nagy, um, I am going to say that the coach of the year in the National Football League mm-hmm. in its 100th season mm-hmm. of existence is going to be Ron Rivera, Carolina Panthers. Ron Rivera. That yeah. is far down the list. He actually – out of, I think, odds? out of 31 coaches, he is ranked, I think, 21st, plus 3,300. All right, so there's your value. You know who my coach of the year is going to be? Mike Tomlin. It? Ooh. Plus 2,800 because I think it's pretty clear now that they had some locker room issues that weren't Mike yes. Tomlin's fault. And they're still a good team. I mean, if they come out and they're 12-4, and four, I don't think that – there's any four teams. is a little bit much. I, I would say maybe 10 and 6, 11 and 5. But yes, yes. All right. All right. I do but, like where your head's at, though. But to win, to, to win coach of the year, he's going to have to go 12 and 4. I'm looking, I'm looking at the odds. What stands out to me, I'm sure you've done your research. I looked at all the over-unders. There is yeah. no team, apparently, that's like super dominant this year. Everybody's basically over-under is at 10. The highest one, 11 and a half for the Patriots. But that's... Everything else That's is below the that. Patriots. That's because they're the Patriots. Obviously, they're the they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl at plus seven hundred, though. So it's not even like that that dominant. It's plus seven hundred Patriots, plus eight hundred Chiefs, plus yeah. eight fifty Saints. So it's not like there's a clear cut favorite. So I like I like Mike Tomlin. Why do you like Ron Rivera so much? Well, so just just to hit on your point, it's the it's the magic P word called parity. Uh, ah. A lot of parity in the National Football League. Uh, we haven't had a repeat Super Bowl champion since 03, 04 when the Patriots did it. So, um, yeah, man, a lot of parity, a lot of uh, teams going from worst to first. And that's because the league is kind of the league is kind of uh, designed that way. You know, you finish in last place, you finish four, four and 12. You get a high draft pick. You get a simpler schedule because you play other bad teams. Um, that's just kind of how the league is uh, made. And uh, it's certainly showing. Um, this is true. This is true. Why Ron Rivera? I don't really know. I mean, um, I feel like it kind of all hinges on Cam Newton. Uh, they started off like six and two last year, and they fluttered down the stretch, finishing I believe two and six. That's because Cam Newton pretty much. I don't know if, if, if you watch those games towards the uh, finish of last season. Cam Newton looked like he couldn't throw a football. Yeah, um, he was injured, right? He had some rib yeah. injury. Yeah, he like didn't that. start games, and if you watch them play, it kind of looked like he was throwing like a seventy-five pound dumbbell, <laughs> like he couldn't throw a football. So. 
I don't think they signed any veteran quarterback presence, so that leads me to believe that their training staff kind of believes that he's healthy. Um, and if he is healthy, we kind of know what this Panther team is capable of, you know, going 15-1 and a few years ago, going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm kind of a believer in, like, a bounce-back year for Carolina. They got Christian McCaffrey. They got Luke Keekley. You know, they got some veteran leadership. Um, so All I'm right. going to say Carolina. Yeah. High on or, the Panthers. High on the Panthers. Yeah. And then the flip end, this one's always fun. So there were seven coaches that got fired last year. Yes. And my pick for first coach fired was Marvin Lewis. He didn't get fired first. That was Hugh Jackson, but, but he, he did, did get, get fired. fired. Yeah. So, you know, I don't – technically I don't win the bet, so I was wrong. <laughs> but first coach fired this year, Drew? I think we were both on Marvin Lewis to be fired last year. I, I was yeah, on Bengals just... under. Um, so we were both pretty much right on point with that. First coach fired this year. I, I, I actually already locked in this bet, uh, believe it or not. Um, I'm going to the state of Texas, and I'm going to say Bill O'Brien of the Houston Texans. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. One thing to look for, or, or one thing that I look for when first coach fired, I look after a team plays a game in London, because, you know, a team usually shits the bed in London, and then they, and then they have a bye week, and then, the, uh, and then the coaching change happens. So I'm looking at the Texans' schedule. I see they have a bye week, week 10. They play Jacksonville, London, week nine, and they got a pretty tough start to the year. So mm-hmm. after those nine weeks, if they're, you know, two and seven, three and six, um, struggling a bit, I wouldn't be surprised to see them pull the plug on Bill O'Brien. However, they actually fired their GM, Brian Gaines, a few months ago after the draft. So their whole organization is kind of in disarray. And I was going to touch on the Texans as my biggest disappointment. Um so that leads me to believe that, you know, Bill O'Brien could be the first coach fired. I think its odds are plus 1,000. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what you were seeing, but um, I already locked that in. Locked it in. I'm going to go with Matt Patricia. I don't know. I think he's got I some that other. that too, by the way. I think yeah. he's got some, I, I don't know if it's personal issues or something with, like, his health. So yep. not only are the Lions going to be bad, but, like, halfway through the season, he'll just blame it on his health, and then he'll be like, yeah, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to sit fat. the rest of the season. I'm calling him fat. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he have like a broken leg or something? He's wheeling himself around on the sidelines. Oh, I, think, I think he, yeah, I did see him in, in like a golf cart or something. I don't know. What's it's probably just because he's fat, but yeah. he might have some fat listeners out there. So yeah, we're going to call it some sort of uh, heart disease for it's this. It's funny you say that, Todd, because uh, I locked in two first coach fire bets. One was Bill O'Brien and the other was Matt Patricia. Um, for the same kind of reason, like, I don't think the players really respect him. Like I kind of like from what I've been reading, like his training style and his training camp style, like hasn't really been, you know, he hasn't gotten the approval for his players, which is kind of important. And uh, I'm looking at their schedule at Arizona home for the chargers at Philly home for chiefs, then bye week. So mm. if they're one and three, Oh, and four going into their week five, bye, who knows? But um, just to touch on the schedule. So one thing, I mean, we did our fantasy draft last night, so we can talk fantasy a little bit. One thing I thought was really interesting. Go down, bitch. Yeah, I got McCaffrey. So I like your pick with yeah. the, the Panthers being good. The strength of schedule. I know, obviously, year over year, NFL teams change so much. But mm-hmm. the Kansas City Chiefs have the hardest schedule. It true? seemed like it seemed like pretty much like by far every everything I looked at all the websites, they were always hardest schedule number one. Sure. So I think like I'm looking at some mock drafts like the ESPN mock draft and like this jabroni's like, I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes with the number one overall pick. Yeah. Even though now they have tape on him. Yeah. And now they have the hardest schedule in the entire league. 
So that's my pick for biggest disappointment is really? the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. How big of a disappointment? Are we talking like 10 and 6, 9 and 7, fringe of the playoffs? Or are we talking, you know, complete uh, meltdown 5 and 11, 6 and 10? Nah, we're talking like everybody thinks they'll be, you know, first or second seed where they get the bye week. I'm thinking they're going to be a seven, maybe six seed battling to get into the playoffs. Interesting. So you have the Chargers taking that division. Oh, my goodness. Is that is that a landline, Drew? Dude, I've been living. Yeah, it's a landline, bro. Is that a landline? still, dude. Oh, my God. We, we just got telemarketers. I, I, I just hung it up. Oh, my God. A landline at a, a time landline. like this. I know, I know, right? Crazy, crazy times. Um, yeah, so I think like seven, seven seed. Yeah, I, th- I like the Chargers. Well, a seven lot. seed is missing the playoffs. Well, I know. I'm, I'm basically what I'm thinking is like the Chiefs. You know, week fifteen, week sixteen, they're going to be battling. I mean, maybe they'll get the six seed, but I, that's. I think everybody assumes okay. they're just going to so be. So you're a saying dominant. week seventeen, the home game versus the Chargers is going to be flex to Sunday night, mm. where they're nine and six, and the Chargers are ten and five, and you know. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm that's saying, Drew. You're picking like up it. what I'm putting down. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Well, we'll move on to the next topic. So I don't know if you have these odds up in front of you. There's always like the over unders in terms of. How many wins a team is going to get? Like I was just saying, the Patriots 11 and a half is the leader. Is there anything you're looking at on here that is like clearly a go-to bet? I know you don't bet, but is there, is there one you're looking at? So when you're looking at, yeah, yeah, yeah. Besides Dolphins under on four and a half. Besides that, is there any others? Under anything. (laughs) Under, under half a game. Any number you throw it out there. I'll take the under. Wonderful. Um, so I don't really take team total overs because I feel like there's more value in taking like a team to win a division. Like for example, if I was a, that that big that big of a believer in the Panthers, rather than take the over seven and a half, which is like minus one fifty or something, I would take them to make the playoffs at like plus one fifty. Take them mm-hmm. to win the the, the the division at at at, at plus six hundred. You know, I don't I don't think the value is there to to to, to take a team total over unless you really like it. Okay. Um, but a team total under, I kind of hit on this team, Houston. Um, under, I think your total is eight and a half. I'm going strong towards the under. Um, they have one of the worst offensive lines in the league. Uh, in fact, their quarterback, Deshaun Watson, was so battered and bruised last year that he couldn't fly on a plane. He had to take a bus from Houston to Jacksonville because his lungs were so torn apart. Um, and I mentioned how their franchise is kind of in disarray. They fired their GM a few months ago. Bill O'Brien's, I feel like he's, he's like been on the hot seat for four years um, they started off 0-3 last year, I think. Should have been 0-4, but that was the Frank Wright Colts tie game um, where the Colts kind of blew it, and they got a win there. So um, they probably should have been terrible last year. They sl- somehow won their division and got smoked by the Colts in, in the divisional round. I think this is the year that the wheels completely fall off, and this is a 5-11, and 6-10 and 10 team. Hmm. Um, so I'm going Texans under. I like the Lions under to to your point. What you said, um, their total is six and a half. I think they're in the they're they're in the hardest division in football. Um, it's possibly you know playing the Packers twice, the Vikings twice, and the Bears twice. Yeah, that's an zero and six or one and five divisional record. So tough to win seven games when you lose five games from your division. And like lastly, that. yeah, I'll give you a Cowboys under nine and Eagles over ten. Hmm. Interesting. Very yes. interesting. I'm always with the under bets. Like, I think the main thing last year I always talk about is these teams, when they're bad, it's like 
they just are terrible. It's not Correct. like uh, it's like so. I'm looking at 2018 wins. There was a couple teams I definitely rattled off where I was like, they'll for sure go under. The only one I was wrong on was the Browns. I said the Cardinals would for sure go under. Yep, the Giants right. would for sure go under. The Jets would for sure go under. Right. Um, those and were they went under by like a mile. Like Giants yeah. got four wins. Jets got five wins. Like it wasn't even like it, it like wasn't even a sweat. The Giants right now are projected for six wins. And, like, aren't they worse than last year? Yeah. So... I don't know. I wouldn't touch that. I think you kind of, uh, you know, you uh, squeeze the orange or you squeeze the juice from the from, from that plant last year. I don't know what all I'm right. saying. That's all um, right. I want to go back right. to the well. They, You know, they, they drafted Daniel Jones. He could be decent, you know. Uh, but, I mean, if I were to take the over or the under for the Giants of six, I can only look towards the under. Absolutely. Absolutely, Drew. Listen, we like to keep these things on a time sequence. We're at 1245 right now, Drew. We're going to hit this to 15 minutes. The next 15 minutes after that, we're talking a little fantasy. We couldn't do that last year because we still had our draft and we had to strategize. I couldn't tell you who I wanted to pick. We're going to do that. So the last thing in this segment, tell me, Drew, who is your Super Bowl pick? Well, you never got to my biggest surprise because I hit on, I think I nailed the Rams two years ago and the Bears last year. Yes, you did. As my biggest surprise team. Yeah, and you got the coach of the year. So, I, th- I mean, that was kind of on that. Coach of the year is always, like, biggest True. surprise, in my opinion. Okay, but... I'm sorry. So That's then, okay. So, let me just go on my biggest surprise team real quickly. Um, the New York Football Jets. <laughs> um, the common theme with uh, my biggest surprise teams are they, uh, they come from new, new coaches with an offensive mind and a second-year quarterback, and that fits the bill for the mm-hmm. New York Jets. Uh, second-year quarterback, Adam Gase comes in. Uh, Adam Gase, you know, we're, we're very familiar with him last year, uh, being the coach of the Dolphins the past three years. Um, he actually had a pretty good first year out with the Dolphins. Um, he led Matt Moore to be able to start a playoff game. So whenever that happens, you're, you're doing something right. And True. the Jets have some nice pieces. You know, they, they signed Jameson Crowder. They signed Le'Veon Bell. They have some good defensive stalwarts in uh, uh, Jamal Adams. So they have some pieces there. They get the Dolphins twice. They get the Bills twice. Um, they, they have home football. They, they have home Monday night games against the Browns and Patriots. So there's some room for the for, for, for the Jets to accumulate wins. So I don't think ten, nine or ten wins from the Jets is that uh, far fetched. That's a good pick, Drew. And you know, people shit on the Dolphins, but like we started out good last year, weren't we? Three and zero, and we were we were Three doing some. We had some plays. I remember watching some games last year, like. Double wide receiver reverse, Jeremy Grant or whatever his name was running the full length of the field. And I'm like, this is, this is, yeah, I'm thinking yeah. of the Oklahoma. I'm, but yeah, I'm like, are. I have not seen a Dolphins offense yeah. like this. And then, of course, we fell apart, but we were three of and course. oh. We were going to the Super Bowl for a second trip. Exactly. And that's how the Dolphins usually are. And like, you know, living in a world where things like that happen to the Dolphins, wouldn't it be so Dolphins for Adam Gase to go to the division rival Jets? Yeah. And then he leads them to the playoffs his his uh, first season right it, it's just so typical i like um, that i mean i don't think the i don't think the jets are going to the super bowl but like with with a uh, gase but i'm saying you know gase is a competent enough coach and darnell is a good enough quarterback where you know 10 11 wins the next few years isn't uh isn't uh inconceivable gotcha and yeah. i mean i'm gonna just stick with my team that i pick for for coach of the year i think the steelers have a chance that's steelers. my biggest surprise just because like yeah, they lost Le'Veon Bell. They lost Antonio Brown. I mean, Le'Veon Bell didn't play last year anyways, obviously. True. Antonio Brown was more of a negative than a positive. So, they got some stability. Tomlin's a great coach. I'm sure they got good players. Like, yeah. I think 
I think the Steelers have a chance to be, you know, one or two seeds. So that would be, I mean, besides the the Patriots, like it's really wide open. So did you? Thought, um, so what's your Super Bowl prediction? My Super Bowl prediction. I mean, if we're just going to be boring, it's like look. The the Patriots over the Saints is is a realistic pick. That's as boring as it gets. You're right. Yeah. I know. But then again, you know, we could take the Packers over the over the Ravens, which was I think fifty thousand to one odds last year. But you know, I'll leave that to you. At least the Ravens made the playoffs. Did they? Yeah, they actually uh, they hosted a playoff. Oh, they game. did. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Patriots over Saints. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go uh, Chiefs o- over Eagles. Oh, not listening to my strength of schedule thing. Okay, that's all right. I don't know. I just feel that the AFC is so weak. Like, it's such a bad conference. Like, I'm looking at the teams. I'm looking at the standings. Like, conceivably, how many teams from the AFC can make the Super Bowl? You, you got the Patriots, the Browns, who, who, we, who we didn't talk about. I mean, I'm definitely buying some some Browns hype. You know, they'll win 10 games, but they're not going to the Super Bowl. Um, I don't buy it because, I mean – Here's the thing with football. I, I never, I never played football, so that's why it's always tough for me to really comment on it as well as I know basketball. But in my opinion, football is all about the line. Like, sure, they got the greatest receivers and the greatest position, you know, players in yeah. terms of skill. But it's like, doesn't their offensive line suck? Or am I, I? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But like, isn't that where football games are won? Like, who cares? In the Baker, trenches. In the trenches. Baker Mayfield isn't going to be able to throw the bomb to Odell Beckham when he's getting sacked in two seconds. Like, he doesn't have the time. He doesn't yeah. have time. He needs a time transplant. I'm looking at their line. I never even heard of him. Greg Robinson, I think, is good. He's from, like, Bama or something. Yeah. Uh, Chris Hubbard as the right tackle. So, uh, it's like, that's – I mean, that's how I was – Okay. And then, and, then to, and then to touch on your point, I guess you're right. With the AFC, the, the team that is projected to be the four seed after Patriots, Chiefs, Browns is the Colts. And, like, Andrew Luck apparently isn't yeah. even going to play. So, obviously, you're right. I mean, AFC yeah. sucks. I mean, conceivably, only, what, three teams can, can go to the Super Bowl? I mean, obviously, there's the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chargers are snake-bitten. Okay. Um, the Forget Colts, maybe they're not ready yet. You know, the whole luck injury thing. The Colts could still be, like, a few years away. Um, and then you got, you know, the, the North with the Ravens, Browns, and Steelers. And I don't think any of those teams are, like, really ready. So, if you really look at it, it could be a Patriot-Chief-AFC championship game round two. Yeah. Um, so, I go Chiefs-Eagles. NFC, you know, it's it's really wide open. Uh, a lot of teams, Rams, Saints, Panthers, Falcons, Bears, Vikings, Packers, Eagles. Um, I think the Eagles easily win, uh, win their division. I mentioned how I'm selling the Cowboys and the Giants and Redskins are both going to be absolute garbage. Um, yes. So that means a home game for the Eagles, probably a bye. Um, so the Indy Reed Bowl down here in uh, uh, Miami. There you go. There you go. There it is. Well, before we move on to the fantasy segment, Drew, are there any other things you want to touch on? Any other topics about the NFL season that we forgot about? Just real quickly, I guess, scheduling quirk wise. Uh, I'm really into like schedules and like who plays what, where and when and why and how uh, the bills, um, the bills um, through the first nine weeks of the season, only leave the state of New York once. Um, you know, they're at the jets they're 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 at the giants. They, they obviously play home games in, in New York. So they don't leave. So, so in going into week 10, they leave the state of New York once to play the Titans. So they should be nice and rested. Um, so bills could be good to back. Um, That's a wild fact, right? How is that? So what, they have like four home games. They play the two. Yeah. 
That's so wild. They, so they play at the Jets and at the Giants weeks one and two. So they're actually play in the same stadium weeks one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, home games week three, home game week four, at Tennessee week five, bye week week six, home game week seven, home game week eight, home game week nine. Whoa. So first first nine weeks of the season, they're playing one game outside the state of New York. Um, I like that, Drew. That's a fun I like fact. That, Last that, fact was, that was fun. Yo, I want and another. One more fact that's a little less fun. Uh, okay. Atlanta Falcons, obviously this is a team, you know, built on a good offense. Matty Ice kind of can't play on the road, people say. Um, they only play three games outdoors all season long, and that first game doesn't come until week 11, November 17th. So, I would say that fact is almost more fun. Is it more fun? Okay, I don't know. That means that I should have picked Matt Ryan in my fantasy league because he was already projected to be pretty good. And he yeah. plays really well indoors, obviously, because that's where the Falcons. Drew, yes. where do you find these stats? Are you reading these in articles? Are you analyzing? I don't want to divulge my source. I don't want to divulge, right. okay. but just know that I, I I have a bevy of stats. Yeah, because Wonderful. the Falcons play in the dome. They, they they go at Minnesota dome, at Colts dome, at Texans dome, at Cardinals dome, at Saints dome. Their three huh. outdoor games are at, are at Carolina, at San Fran, and at Tampa Bay. So no real no real weather situation. So None. if I'm looking to you know bet Falcon game, I'm looking to take the over. You know, yeah, fast track indoors. So there's that. Well, we'll take that and we'll spin it right into the fantasy segment because spin it. I was a little disappointed in our draft last night. The two QBs that I had targeted, one was Cam Newton. The reason is because strength of schedule wise, I looked at a couple sites and the Panthers were always in the top three for easiest strength of oh, schedule. I like that. Okay. And then um, Matt Ryan, I just, he, he just, I mean, the Falcons put up a lot of yards. I don't know yeah. what, how I feel about like Julio Jones or whatever, but I always like the Falcons and I always like Matt Ryan throwing a lot of, throwing a lot of yards. Plus that division generally puts up a lot of points. You know, those games are usually 34 um, 30. So you're seeing a lot of high scores in those uh, divisional games. Who's your fantasy MVP this year, Drew? Uh, fantasy MVP. I mean, I guess I got to go with the guy who I drafted, right? I mean, that'd be kind of counterproductive. And so I, I got to say Baker Travis Mayfield. Travis Kelsey? Baker Mayfield? Yeah. Yeah. I think Matthew Barry kind of said this too, and not that I'm trying to mirror Matthew Barry, um, but I mean, I kind of feel like he's going to have a Mahomes-like burst and just, you know, crush the fantasy scene. He kind of showed – Showed us what he had last year. Obviously, you give him these these new toys with Beckham, and you got Landry coming back. You got Kareem Hunt possibly coming week ten. You got uh, David Njoku. Um, you got a lot of weapons for him. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that could implode, and these personalities could you know not gel well in the locker room and blah blah blah. But I mean, there's definitely a situation where he kind of explodes on the fantasy scene. Very nice, Drew. How Very about you? nicely said. Thank I really. I mean, I just like the Steelers for some reason. I really like James Conner. That's why I took Juju, yeah. Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, I I was surprised because he – what was it like? You had like the number – were you back-to-back or did you have like – Yeah, back-to-back, back-to-back. Yeah, because, I mean, Juju in the first round I was surprised by, but you know, it didn't really matter because you were back-to-back. You wouldn't have got him, obviously, if you obviously. waited. Obviously, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I like, I like James Conner. I think that he's going to have too. a really good year. He doesn't have to worry about the garbage anymore of Le'Veon Bell, yep. and he performed so well last year. Yep, um, yep. And then, who else did I really like? I mean, just to hit on your Pittsburgh point, uh, quickly. Yeah, for sorry, it. I just kind of like Connor and Juju because I um I'm kind of with you with the whole Pittsburgh situation. How like they can be kind of good by off the motto of addition by uh, subtraction. You know, 
You get yeah. rid of the bell and the brown distractions, and that, that kind of paves the way for guys like Connor, guys like Juju. Um, so I'm kind of with you where the Steelers could definitely be a threat. And then the other one I was looking at, and it's just, I mean, this strength of schedule stuff, maybe it really changes year over year, but it seemed like uh, the other team that had a pretty easy schedule was the Cowboys. And oh, Amari really? Cooper, Amari Cooper obviously had some crazy good games towards the end of the season. Maybe he's had some time to mm-hmm. mesh a little bit over the offseason. So I think Amari Cooper could be a top five wideout too. So I that's think that's probably, those are probably the two that I think really have a good chance. Neither of which I was able to snag in my league, but hopefully my other friends do not care enough about me to listen to my podcast. Who did you take? I think you took someone that I was eyeing. Um, I don't have the fantasy thing open, but I can open up really quickly because I think you took someone that I wanted. I think Mike Evans? Drake. No, it's not who I wanted. No, I it was the – uh, no, it wasn't Kenny and Drake. I took the other Miami Dolphins running back. Who oh, Bala- yes. I wanted Balage. You did? Balage. I think he's a beast. Yeah, I mean, he's going to get starts. You know, I don't know if uh, this guy even got picked. So I picked Austin Eckler because of, if I'm Eckler. saying that right, Eckler. Because You're not saying it right. I'm not, good. I'm not <laughs> saying it right because of uh, Melvin Gordon. I don't yeah. even know if the Cowboys, whoever the Cowboys Pollard, running back. He did. he did. He got picked? Yeah, he got picked. Okay. I, think, I, I think Elf took him. It just means that Elf's been watching preseason football. <laughs> well, what can you do? What can you do? I respect it. It's a good pick. So, Drew, we got about four minutes and 48 seconds left in this podcast. The one thing we haven't touched on, even though I guess it goes hand-in-hand with fantasy MVP, I forgot to ask you who's going to be your regular season MVP of the entire National Football League. Oh, I like this question. Um, I actually bet this at pretty high odds, and it's a very outlandish pick. I don't think we even mentioned this team in our uh, 30-minute podcast thus far. Um, but just value wise and just storyline wise. And cause I don't want to say, you know, Drew Brees or Patrick Mahomes because, because that's boring. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Kirk cousins of the Vikings. Okay. Um, I know it's a little out there, but I don't know. I feel like the narrative around him kind of allows him to play more freely this year, allows him to play with like less, less pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the motto is he can't win big games and he puts up garbage yards and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, I think this Vikings team is really good. Uh, you got the monster weapons in Diggs and Thielen. You got a good running game in Dalvin Cook. Uh, you got a very good defense. You got a very good home field advantage. Um, so I don't think going two and – or I'm sorry. I don't think going 12 and four is yeah. that out of the question for the Vikings. You know, they went 13 and three with Case fucking Keenum. Um, yeah. So 11 and five, 12 and four, you know, divisional championship – um, Kirk puts up these, these, these gaudy numbers, gets a couple of Monday night football wins, gets another, gets, gets a couple of big wins. Mm-hmm. And then the narrative's sort of changing. Um, I think his odds were like, I don't know, 40 to one or something. So I'll take a flyer on cousins. Yeah. Like that? 40, I like that a lot. And I'm actually looking at the regular season MVP odds. It's like, why do they even have running backs and wide receivers? The no last... point. There's no point. Why are they even in here? That's a sucker's bet. So here's Sucker Patrick bet. Mahomes yeah, won yeah, last yeah. year. Then. Tom Brady won 2017, Matt Ryan 2016, Cam Newton 2015, Aaron Rodgers 2014. What was the last non-quarterback? I think it was Peterson in like 20, like 10 or something? 2012, Adrian Peterson. Okay. And then it was there you go. five QBs before that even happened. So the last 10 years, there's been one non-QB. One. It was Adrian Peterson. Right. And he was, was that like key? the best running back. Yeah, and he yeah. came off an ACL tear. Was that that season? So uh, man, probably. That's probably the only reason they even gave it to him. 
let's see. I'm looking at the MVP odds now. I mean, Marcus Mariota, Matthew Stafford, plus was that plus twelve thousand? I really like the Kirk Cousins pick, and I think it's just the theme. It's like the theme of who Redemption. just has the best record, basically. Like, um, I'm looking down this list, and it's like, yeah, I don't know who I, I don't even know who I pick, honestly. I That's, mean, I, I'm not going to be. I mean, you're not right. picking a non-quarterback, right? No, absolutely not. So maybe Cam. I mean, we talked about Cam. Maybe Cam bounces back. You know, yeah, Russell Wilson. Cam plus two thousand. Russell I mean, Wilson plus two thousand. Maybe Roethlisberger because we, yeah. we both kind of like Pittsburgh, and you know, if they go like eleven and five and, and like win the division and like still thunder from the Browns. Maybe maybe Roethlisberger. That's true. Plus fifteen hundred. That's a decent bet. So it's this obviously plus twelve hundred. But I really like the Kirk Cousins bet because I do think the Vikings. I mean, the people forget about them. They were really supposed to be super good last year i guess it was their yeah. defense that really was what fell off but um i mean kirk kind of wasn't that good i mean he could have been better but also with cousins he's kind of like self-aware about it he was like yeah you know because in the offseason he was like you know I, I i like gotta be better you know i gotta win more games so he's very self-aware of like what the media is saying and like what his narrative is so yeah he's aware of the situation um so hopefully he can do something to you know better himself and better the vikings but there are just so many sucker bets on here. Saquon Barkley is 40 to 1, and it's That's like Nick, Nick Foles is 100 to 1. I mean, if the Jaguars are amazing all of a sudden and the offense looks great, it's going to be because of Nick Foles. Yes, agreed. I mean, I'd rather take that bet 100, I mean, 100 to 1. I mean, I'd take, I'd take Nick Foles over Saquon Barkley, even if the odds were backwards. Yes, I, I would too. What about give, give, give a least valuable player? The least valuable player, I don't. Daniel Jones, plus 2,500. Uh, okay. Technically, he's not the least because he's still on the list, but that's the bottom. That's the True. bottom of the barrel. The bottom of the barrel. Okay, I like that. Drew, I like we that. have 30 seconds left. What, is it, what, do you, what, do you, what do you want the people to know? What do you want the people to know, Drew? You got 30 seconds. Go. Oh, jeez. Uh, uh, you're putting <laughs> oh, me on no. the spot here. We're ending it weak. We started so strong. We're ending no, no, it no, so no, weak. No. Let, let's let's uh, finish it strong. Um, uh, t- 29 weeks until Selection Sunday. Uh, nice. doing the homework now. Um, already, I, I can't wait for the March Madness pod. Atlanta Final Four 2020. You already know what it is. Ah, love you, Drew. All right, later.